300. That's right, folks. Hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. See how I flipped that this time? That's right. This is episode number 300. You're right. I have done this 300 times. And uh, before we get started, this is the last day of 2017. Before we get started, I just want to say to everybody that gave me well wishes on Twitter and Facebook and personal messages and DMs and messenger messages and email. Thank you very, very much for the kind words. I really, really do appreciate it. You know, it's really, really nice when people that listen to you um, say really cool things about it and tell you, you know, really, really wonderful things about the program. And I appreciate it more than you know. I really, really do. So, folks, Bastard Army, December 31st, 2017, last day of 2017. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I kind of really don't buy into all of that crap. <laughs> I really don't. To me, really, it's just another day uh, under norm. When I was actively performing stand up a short time ago, a few years ago, I was always working on this weekend. I was either at a comedy club doing a show, bringing in the new year. And the other 10 percent of the time I was with a girlfriend uh, ringing in the new year, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, but to me, I just kind of looked at it as a curiosity because everybody else had some kind of uh, some kind of feeling about the last day of the year, or the first day of the year. And I kind of played along with it. But I'm going to tell you the truth now. I'll be honest with you. It's just another day to me. My first day of the year is my birthday because I go year to year for my birthday when it comes to my personal uh, declarations of what I'm going to do. And I tend not to even tell anybody, you know, if I have any kind of, quote, resolutions, unquote, mainly because F your resolutions and F resolutions just in general. Do you think it's a coincidence that every time somebody talks about a New Year's resolution, it's actually a societal joke that they always fail, that you never do what you say you were going to do? I'm going to take my New Year's resolution, but then by January 3rd, ha ha ha. The simple fact that it has such a high failure rate that it's a standing all the time, every year, every person joke means, you know what? Let's not do resolutions anymore. That's why I say F resolutions, F your resolutions and F my resolutions. If I actually made resolutions, don't like them. I mean, come on now, man. You know how dumb it is to do that kind of. And here's another thing that's really, really stupid. When people make their dumb New Year's resolutions, what do you do the last week of the year? You go, you're even worse than you were during the regular part of the year when it comes to your resolutions. I've actually heard people say, hey, I'm going to have all the cake I want because I'm going to start my new diet in January. Hey, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. It's like having a bachelor party before you get married. You know, I normally didn't have other women's buttocks in my face and jam uh, money into their clothing and get really close to their genitals. But since I found someone that I want to spend my life with now, this is the time that I'm going to expose myself to people and put my hands on some other woman's underwear when it's not acceptable any other time of the year. And it's the same thing with you ladies. Normally, I only put my hands near the junk of the man I'm going to be I'm dating or marrying and I found somebody and I'm only going to touch his junk from now on. But since this is the couple of days before I decide to Legally tie myself to this person and just just and make the open decision in front of everyone to just just his touch his junk. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find a bunch of dude whose whose junk has been touched by at least 700 people this week. And then I'm going to touch their, their junk. 
how dumb that is to do these things <laughs> and to make resolutions. It's just dumb. I hate New Year's resolutions. That's why I don't do them. I think they're stupid. And the reason I say that is because if you really think about it, just think about this logically. Have you ever actually made a resolution or I'm going to do this and it actually happened? And if it actually happened, do you know why it actually happened? Have you noticed this? I've noticed this about myself. Every time I've said I was going to make a personal change or a personal improvement, the times where it actually stuck were times when right after I made the decision, right after I made the decision, I did something to prove that I meant it. Right. Like if you say I'm going to really talk to that girl, she's a real nice girl. I think I'm going to go talk to that girl. She's really cute. And I know she's not seeing anybody and I'm going to go talk to her. And then you don't talk to her. What happens? You don't get to talk to her or while you're waiting to talk to her, someone who's not a punk goes up and talks to her. Same thing with you, ladies and dudes. You know, you wanted to go talk to that guy and you're so busy sitting there over there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then some other girl moves in on him and you don't have him with your punk asses. When I got in shape, uh, obviously, I'm not in shape right now, but when I got in shape and I'm going to get in shape and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about right now, when I got in shape. Um, when I was in my twenties, you know what I did? I said, you know, I'm gonna get in shape, damn it. I'm out in LA now. I want to look good and I want to feel good. And do you know what I did that day? That morning I said I wanted to get in shape. I only had, I had a job at the time there and I got off at two o'clock by four o'clock. I was standing in Bally's and I had gone to this place and I'd gone to that place and I checked out how much they cost and how often you had to go there. And I checked out how easy it would be for me to get there and all of those things. And guess what happened? I, I bought the membership and I got into the best shape of my life. The kind of shape I'm going to get back into, by the way. But why did that happen? Why was I a fat bastard before that? And, and as a fat bastard had said on many occasions, damn it, I'm going to get in shape. I said it so many times before. I said it in front of people. And guess what? I didn't do anything right after saying it that made it real to my brain. But when I did something right afterward to make it feel real to my brain, I got it done. Same thing when I had the girlfriend I was with at the time. I saw her and I thought she was beautiful and sexy and delicious and awesome and incredible. And I knew that she wasn't seeing anybody. And I went, I've got to go and see if I can get to be with that woman. And I made a beeline right over to her. And we had a seven or eight year relationship. And it was awesome for about 90% of it. The last 10% of it absolutely sucked. But that's all right. It was worth it. But I wouldn't have been with that wonderful woman for that long period of time had I not walked over there immediately after making the decision I wanted to see if it was okay to be with her and if she was interested. When I got in shape, like I said, as soon as I said I wanted to get in shape, bam, I immediately went to the gym, bam, I immediately signed a contract, bam, I immediately began working out, bam, I looked incredible, you're damn right. And even the biggest decision I ever made in my life, deciding I wanted to do stand-up comedy at 17 years old. And I was a very shy guy, I mean, extremely shy. People will even tell you who know me or knew me back then how shy I actually was and how it was absolutely astounding and incredible and amazing that Mr. Shy, Mr. Doesn't Want to Talk to Anybody, actually made a decision to start a career where he's actually going to be talking to strangers and exposing his ideas to judgment and maybe even ridicule on a regular basis as a career. But I did it. And that goes against everything I, I was at that time. So what happened? I made a decision. I sat down and said, I love stand up comedy and damn it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. 
And what did Mr. Shy do? Immediately picked up a phone book. Yes, I said phone book. I know that I have a lot of young listeners. Shut up, punks. Back then, there was no Google. There was no Internet to hell with you. I know you're going, why didn't you just Google it? There was no Google, you little bastards. <laughs> Moving on to the story. I picked up the phone book. I called some comedy clubs. I called one comedy club that was the closest comedy club. I asked them at my age if I could come down. I said, what is there an age requirement to do stand up comedy? And the guy goes, well, you can talk. So I know you, I know, I know you can talk. You picked up the phone by yourself. Can you stand up on the stage and hold the microphone by yourself? I said, of course. He goes, well, then you're old enough. You come on down. Wednesdays at eight sign up is at six thirty. And I dragged my shy ass down the 126 Chestnut to the Comedy Works, January 8th, 1986. And, well, you know what happened after that. I became this guy. <laughs> but I noticed every time I wanted to do something, every time I made a decision to do something, the only time it actually happened, the only time it made any sense, the only time I got a result that I wanted or something equivalent was when I made a decision and immediately began to do the things that were going to move me into the place where I could do the things that I wanted to get done. And I think, quite frankly, that's what happens with everybody's with everybody's uh, stupid New Year's resolutions. We make these dumbass resolutions. Don't put any thought into them. Make them as vague as possible and don't take any action towards them. And then seven days later, we're back to eating cupcakes while drinking lard sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody knows that I need to lose some weight. And I know that more than anyone else because I'm the one carrying the weight. And I made a decision that I'm going to lose all of this crap. Every bit of weight that I don't need to carry, every bit of adipose tissue that is that is on me, that is extra, is going to go. And is going to be gone before the end of this year. Probably within the, the six to nine months of this year, all of it is going away. Now, you just heard what I just said. Well, what about the actions, man? You just said in the first part of this segment, you said that, you know, none of these things make any difference because if you don't put action behind it, so are you going to put action behind it? Ask, hmm? You just said it. You just said it. Well, let me tell you, you're damn right I'm going to put action behind it. Do you know what I did for the first time in my life? I took my first weight loss self and I had taken them before, but this is the first one I took where I actually was like standing there with my shirt off so I can see the belly. And I have that picture there. And I wrote, tw well, I didn't, I wrote 12, 31, 17 on it. And I put it where only I can see it. And I put it where only I, not only only I can see it, but I can't help but to see it. I want to remind myself every day when I walk into my office, I want that picture is right there now granted if anybody else walks into the office they ain't gonna see that picture because there'll be something over top of that picture be like why do you have this really big calendar by your dry erase board and i'll go none of your business it's definitely not a picture of my fat ass standing there with my belly out it definitely is not that please don't touch that calendar why did you move the calendar why are you laughing why are you snapping a picture why are you saying you can't wait to blackmail me with it later our friendship is over get out <laughs> please god don't let that happen <laughs> but the picture is there but that's not enough not enough to have a picture there to remind me of what i don't want to be anymore oh no 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 that's not enough 
I went and I pulled out the exercise bike, which was always there, but kind of sitting off to the corner in a corner. And I got the other, they got the heavy bag sitting off there. And I got the other stuff. You got the, the, uh, the weights over there and I got the kettlebells over there. And every once in a while you pick one up, you do a couple of reps. Whoop. Yep. That's a workout, right? That's good enough. Bye. No, 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 no. I have them sitting in the same way and positioned in the same way that they were back in the day when I worked out religiously, when I worked out all the time, when I was serious about it, when I got in good shape. So there's there's something sitting there right now that's telling my brain, oh, shit, he's serious this time. He got the picture of his fucking belly on the wall and he's got the weights out where they need to be so we can work out. Oh, he's serious. He's trying to lose this ass. And I am serious and I'm going to lose all this ass. You got to do something that makes it real, man. Because if you, when you make the decision, if you don't do something that makes it real, it doesn't really matter. You're not going to get it done. You know, you got to have the reputation for you. Got to have a self reputation. You know, you got to if you have a reputation with yourself that you know that you figure that you you know that you you're good at something. Like I know I'm good at stand up comedy. I know I'm good at it, and I'm good at doing the podcast. I, not to be arrogant, but I'm good at both of them. So when I begin the process of recording a prop, a podcast and I begin the process of standing on the stage, picking up a microphone, I don't sit there going, well, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how this is going to go. Even if it goes bad, I already know that I'm good at it and I'll be able to correct the mistakes. I have a history of being successful at both things. So even if something goes wrong, like I said, I know I can figure it out. There's something there. You got to have that reputation with yourself. Now, when you start working out and eating right and doing the right things, you're going to have that reputation with yourself. So then when you start getting into situations where things kind of pull away, somebody tries to get you to eat a quesadilla when you know damn well you don't need to be putting a quesadilla in your freaking mouth. You can go, nah, that's cool. And your brain will go, oh, he's oh, good, good. He's not messing it up. You got to have a reputation, man. You got to have a good reputation with other people. And you got to have a good reputation with yourself. So I don't make resolutions, man. Resolutions just by themselves inherently give you the feeling that there's a beginning and a middle and an end to them. You know, I'm going to lose this weight. Okay, so what happens after you lose the weight? Then what? You go right back to what you were doing before because that's what everybody else does. Doesn't it make more sense to go, I'm going to eat healthy from now on. I'm going to work out five days a week from now on. I'm going to change this from now on, not make a resolution as some kind of finite crap that is just going to last for a few months. Oh, hell no. I'm not falling into that trap ever again. No, and please don't fall into that trap yourself. I know you're going to be making some resolutions. I know that some of you aren't even going to hear this until after it's 2018, but I'm telling you right now, if you make resolutions, if your resolutions sound stupid, forget them. I'm going to lose 100 pounds in three weeks. Really? Are you going to chop off both your legs, your head, and cut chop your, your, your torso in half? Is that what you're going to do? No, my friends. I used to fall into that trap. So I had to make a decision. And what was the decision? The decision is I'm going to eat healthy from now on. I'm going to work out from now on. I'm going to work harder from now on. Episode 300. I talked to you before about the milestones. Episode 300. I sat back and I went, good Lord, this is the 300th time I've done this. And way more times I've done stand-up comedy, obviously. Haven't done it in a while, but I'll be doing it again this year. And doesn't it make sense to just take those new, those, uh, those changes that you're going to make and just apply them to everything, right? I realized how good I was at it. 
at stand-up comedy, but I realized I could have gotten a lot better. One of the weird things about being naturally good at some crap is sometimes, even though you think you've been working hard, you realize you really haven't been working hard enough. And I think that's what happened to me. You know. You get into the mindset of, oh, this is going to, this will work. This is good. This will do it. And that's not a good way to, to create art. Even with the podcast, was like, oh, this is a good episode. Great. Good, good, good. But I think it's better to be in a situation where you're thinking, I want to find out just how good I can get at this. I want to find out how good of a stand-up comic I can be if I give literally everything I have to it at all times. I want to find out how good a podcaster I can be if I give everything I have to it at all times. And I haven't on either, on either score. I've been good at both of them. But I've also been really, really good at allowing things that have nothing to do with stand-up comedy and nothing to do with podcasting take away too much of my energy and too much of my time. And as good as both things have gotten, as good as I got at stand-up and as good as I've gotten at this, I'm not even close to being as good as I could be. So I had to make a decision to change my mindset. I want to find out starting from now on just how good I can get at everything that I can that I do. I want to find out what it's like to be the best comic I can be. I want to find out what it's like to be the best podcaster I can be and the best human being I can be. So it's going to be a constant state of improvement on a regular basis. That's my promise to myself, not resolution. And yes, I have just I have taken concrete steps in all of those in, uh, in all of those ways. Now, why did I spend the first 17 minutes doing this? Because quite frankly, this is episode number 300, baby. This is the end of 2017, baby. And it's going to be the beginning of something completely I shouldn't say different, but much, much better starting from from now on, baby. You got to feel the same way. I know you're out there making resolutions. You know, I really want to make sure that after I uh, get drunk at this party that I vomit out the car window and not into the glove compartments. That's my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution this year is when I wake up drunk in bed next to someone that I wake up next to bed with someone who has not chained me down. And then when I wake up, I have both my kidneys and all the contents of my wallet. That's my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution this year is, well, I'm going to be sitting here with all of these cats, but I'm going to make sure that I have all the cat food I need beforehand because it's really depressing to have someone watch me buy 57 cans of cat food on December 31st. You're sitting there with your shopping cart buying all of this cat food and everybody else is buying condoms and IUD stuff and birth control pills and alcohol and they're looking at me with my cat food and I'm I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I could try to make myself sound or look cool and then, then I realize that everything I say makes it even more pathetic. Look at that guy over there man we buying condoms and alcohol because we're going to have lots of sex and alcohol and partying and that guy over there has got a shopping cart full of cat food. What a loser. Oh no. They saw me with the cat food. 
I've got to find a good way to make myself look cool, even though I'm sitting here with a shopping cart full of cat food. How do I do it? Well, they're in the next aisle. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk really loud and give them a backstory that makes me look cool. Oh, boy, I really am glad that I'm buying all of this cat food for all of these women that I'm going to have lots of sex with. Because these, I definitely do not have 12 cats at my house right now. And this is definitely not a large amount of food for those cats. I'm just buying these cat products for all the women I'm going to be having lots of sex with. Because I'm going to take my genitals and, and do stuff to their genitals with my genitals. Because I, I'm going to be doing lots of the intercourse and the sex stuff. And then we'll, then and that's what's going to happen. That, you know, because that's, that's a, you believe this guy, he's over there trying to give some bullcrap backstory. We know damn well he ain't going to be doing nothing but sitting at home with his cats and hoping Mariah Carey doesn't F up her songs this year. Uh, well, I know one thing. I'm definitely not going to be at home watching Mariah Carey and hoping she doesn't F up her songs. I'm going to be having sexual intercourse with the women who are the reason why I'm buying all of this cat food. Is this guy still going on with that? We should probably talk louder to let him know we ain't buying the story. And I know one thing. If there's someone in the other aisle who's not buying my story, I want to let him know that I'm legitimately buying this cat food for the women I'm going to be having sex with. Dude, you're embarrassing yourself now. I mean, if you'd have just bought the cat food and walked out, we would have at least respected you. And I mean, we know you're a complete loser, but at least you'd be a loser who was... You know, you had some kind of self-esteem. I mean, if you're going to be a loser, at least it's, it's, it accept your loserdom. But I know one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to accept some loserdom that I don't actually have. Hold on. Let me get my flip phone out and call the women that I'm having. First of all, the simple fact that you got a damn flip phone in 2017 is embarrassing enough. Nobody has flip phones except for people's grandmoms. I mean, we got you got a hamster in the back of that phone or something. Well, I know one thing. This really great flip phone is as much just as good as these young guys. They're 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 smartphones that have like really have things on them that that that, that don't matter. Uh yeah. Um, we have like we have GPSs on our phone. We have streaming video on our phone. We have all sorts of different things. What you got on your phone over there in the next aisle? Well, uh, I, I don't need a GPS because the, the, the women that I'm going to be having lots of sex with uh, <clears throat> that are the real people who own these cats, uh, they, they will, they, they're they all going to come to my house, but then, then, then we're going to have lots of sex because they really want to have lots of sex with me. Dude, you, you, all right, we leaving, man. You're just embarrassing yourself right now. Okay, well, you go right ahead and on to your party, but just know that as you leave, young people who are, are who actually have lives and are enjoying themselves were having sex with people that actually exist. Because I mean, I mean, I also am having sex with people that exist. This is not a fantasy that I'm using right now to save face, dude. We got, we're gone, bro. You're embarrassing yourself. Okay, um, I, I kind of did make that worse. Yeah. Anyway, folks, listen, of course, that that in that little scenario that I did, I was referring to that was a that was a you know made up guy that has lots of cats at the house and, uh, and, and pretending to uh, get it on with lots of women. I mean, I, of course, uh, I don't have any cats. And uh, I just like and unlike the guy that I was portraying in that little mini scenario right there, um, I'm going to be getting it on with lots of really, really hot women. Uh, this year, uh, if you were to drive by my house and my cars 
uh, you know, out front. It's because I'm, I'm actually in out with friends, uh, enjoying the night and then getting it on with lots of hot women. And, and, uh, if for some reason you, you, uh, you, you were to drive by my house and you see a silhouette of me, uh, dancing to Mariah Carey, singing, uh, singing songs or one of them New Year's Eve shows. I want to let you know that that's part of a really, really intricate security system that I have to make people think that I'm at home, uh, when I'm really out, uh, getting it on with lots of hot women because, uh, <clears throat> because that, that, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be getting it on with hot women. Um, and then if, 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 in, if any other night, uh, when, I, when, when everyone else is out getting it on, uh, just, and you see a silhouette of me dancing to the theme song from uh, Big Bang Theory, um, that's also a, a, a part of a security system that makes people think that I'm, that I'm at the house. It's not, I'm not actually at the, <sighs> you know, you're not buying this, are you? Well, so what? All right. Don't judge me. Okay, next year, 2018, my resolution is I'm going to get a really hot girlfriend and I'm going to give me a really hot car and I'm going to be the most famous comedian of all time. And my podcast is going to have an audience of 50 billion and I'm going to bet I'm five, eight now, but I'm going to be I'm going to be six, two and I'm 49 years old. But I'm going to eat some herbs and herbs and drink some vegetable juice and I'm going to go back to being 27. And those are my resolutions for, for next year, the 2018. And, 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 and that's, that, those, that's what's really going to happen for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't a video podcast because, because then you would see the tears on my face right now. <clears throat> but there are tears of joy because of the goodness that's about to happen tonight. <sighs> Segment over. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever just done something innocuous and then when you do that innocuous thing, you kind of find something about yourself? You know, you find up something about yourself, right? That's one of those days I was just kind of, I just didn't want to do anything. I had worked my ass off on certain things. Then I was just sitting out watching some YouTube videos. And one of the videos I saw was one of those, uh, cult people who are inside the cults these people all chopped off their left arm and they tried to play rock paper scissors and they chopped off their other arm and only the people who get to salvation are the people who even after chopping their arms can pat their head and rub their belly at the same time what you couldn't do it you're not good enough to be in this cult we're gonna throw you out and i'm sitting there watching these folk and I'm looking at the way the person was recruiting people to get into this cult. And I'm realizing that my BS detector is so sensitive that the second the person opened his mouth to say hello, I will, I would probably go, you one of them damn cult leaders, ain't you? Get out my face, punk, and walked away. I could never be in a cult, right? And if you really think about a multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes are nothing but the punk version of cults. Because a lot of times what they do is they grab a hold of people who should know better and sucker them in with some bullcrap story to make them do stupid crap where under the normal circumstances they wouldn't do as stupid crap as the crap these bastards are making these people do. 
I told the story earlier on the podcast about when I was in multi level, there was a guy trying to get me into multi level marketing, saw that I was a popular person and wanted to try to get me to sell stuff to my friends and family just because I had a lot of friends and I had uh, some family that was around. Right. The guy was just kind of, hey, what's going on, everybody? And then he saw how popular I was. And all of a sudden he's all up in my face. And I'm watching. Here's the thing that annoys me. Everything they say sounds logical if you're not paying close attention, right? Because they want you to sell stuff to your friends and family. Hey, man, you know, you got a lot of friends, a lot of family, right? So let me ask you a question. All of your friends, they all brush their teeth, right? You got hundreds of friends. They all brush their teeth, don't they? Right? You got dozens of family members close by. They all brush their teeth, don't they? Of course they do. And if they brush their teeth, it means they buy toothbrushes, correct? And if they brush their teeth, then they buy toothbrushes. Then they also buy, you know, to- uh, they buy a uh, toothpaste, right? Right? So just think about this for a second, right? I mean, we haven't even gotten to the real sale- sales when you're really starting to make the real, you know, like there's a guy, Bill Smith, who's a part of our place. And he made $14 quadrillion in three seconds. I know it sounds impossible, but I'm telling you right now, it's possible. I'm going to show you a picture of Bill Smith that is absolutely not photoshopped. And this is absolutely not an actor who was paid to be in this picture to fool stupid people. <laughs> Here you go. See, see that boat that he's pretending to stand on? I mean, that he's actually standing on? And see that woman that's pretending to be his girlfriend? I mean, that's actually his girlfriend? She's definitely not another actress that was hired. And this is definitely not stock of photography that we put together with (laughs) anyway so if all you have all of these friends and all of these family members and we've already discussed the fact that they all brush their teeth is that correct and that which means they buy toothpaste doesn't it make sense that they're going to buy toothpaste and toothbrushes anywhere that they buy the toothpaste and the toothbrushes from you right Right, just think about it. If the toothbrushes are $2 a tube and you know 300 people and they all buy toothpaste right there, you can see the benefits, right? But there's other things that they buy too, right? I mean, you know, your friends all drink bottled water, don't they? They go to the store to drink bottled water. Wouldn't they rather buy bottled water from you? So, you know, everybody has to drink water. So they're going to be drinking water and they're going to be brushing their teeth. And instead of going to the store, they'll buy it from you, right? At our company, we also make household products. If they're going to eat and drink water, they're going to need dishes, right? And if they have dishes, they're going to want to clean those dishes, right? And if they clean those dishes, they're going to need dish detergent. And couldn't they buy that from you? You're their friend. They're going to have to buy these things anyway. So doesn't it make sense that they buy them from you? And the guy runs through every particular conceivable product that a person has to buy on a regular basis. That a per- I know that your friend, you said you have a friend that likes to go to the store and buy Doritos, right? And he buys a lot of Doritos. Well, let me ask you a question. If he's already buying toothpaste and meat and bread and and things like that from you instead of going to the store to buy Doritos you could get a prepackaged box of Doritos okay cut a hole in the side of the box right and then instead of going to the store to buy the Doritos he could just buy the Doritos from you I mean really there's many many things I mean I have a friend his friends and his friends and family buy all of their household products from him he knows exactly what they need he make he got he gets it from our warehouse, okay? He of course purchases them from our warehouse and he makes a profit when he sells them. And then what he does 
is he puts them in the basement. And the best part about it, he doesn't have to really do anything after that because they're all friends of his. So he just gives them all a key. He has a lockbox next to the products. They come into his house. They take what they need and then leave the corresponding amount of money into a lockbox in his house. It's almost like his house is a second warehouse. <laughs> and the whole time I'm looking at this guy and the whole time I'm going, um, why did your wife not leave you already? <laughs> he really thinks I'm going to annoy my family members. Let me ask you this. Now, think about this for a second. You go into a store to buy products, okay? And you're just looking. You're, you're just looking. You haven't decided that maybe you haven't decided. You just kind of have an inner dialogue trying to decide whether you want to do. And a salesperson follows you around and is not just following you around to be helpful. They're trying to pressure you. They're annoying you. They're trying to upsell you. They're following you around. They won't give you a chance to think. You get on the phone. They're standing right there listening to the conversation. They just won't stop. Does that make you more likely or less likely to buy a product in that store? Isn't that annoying? Every phone call at home from a telemarketer and they're trying to sell you some crap and you know damn well they don't really know you or know anything about you. They probably have you probably just some number on a screen that they were forced to dial. Well, imagine if instead of being a salesperson or a telemarketing person, imagine if that person annoying you was your relative. Think about that. You know how bad it would be to have a relative be that person? Maybe it's your cousin or something. Your cousin calls your house up. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, you want to go to the game? Yeah, it's going to go to the game. Oh, man, we're going to have some hot, we're going to have some good wings, and hot wings, and chopped wings, and hop wings, and double beers, and quadruple beers, and quadruple hot wings, and double hot wings, and all of that crap. We're going to have a great time. There's going to be some hot women there, and all of that crap. And we're going to talk to the ladies, and get to the ladies, and hope we're going to find some wives, and make some babies, but jump on top of the ladies, and all of that crap. All the kind of stuff that you and me as good cousins and good friends do, all the fun and fun in the cosmos. How's it just going to be great and incredible and great? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I noticed that you bought a lot of nachos yesterday when we went out. And I know that, you know, as I know, as, as your cousin, I know for a fact that whenever you eat nachos, you told me before when you used to stay at my house with, with, with my parents and sometimes they'd be at your house. Whenever you ate nachos back then, you always had to go to the bathroom. And I used to always tell you, dude, why do you eat these nachos when they make you go to the bathroom for a week? What are you doing? And knowing that you ate the nachos and knowing that you're going to the bathroom a lot as your cousin, I'm just saying it probably would be better if you re-upped on the toilet paper that I've been selling you because I know you're going through a lot of it. You have to have gone through a lot of it. Also, the last time we went out, uh, not to be rude, I didn't want to say anything, but your breath wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the best. So we've got this new toothpaste called Defuncicizer, and I think you would really like it. It's about another three dollars or two more than the stuff that I've already browbeaten you into buying from me before. But your breath was kind of kicking. Your, your breath was kind of bad. People go to karate class to do what your breath could do to a to a you know, to, to stop people from robbing you. If somebody could walk up to you and you could just go, <sighs> and then they would, as it turns out, they would probably be able to file assault charges on you. I'm just saying your breath stinks and uh, you should probably buy these. But why did you just hang up? 
So I could never, I couldn't even do multi-level marketing. So you know damn well, you know damn well I could never be in a cult like some of these people. And I'm watching this movie and they're following this guy around and he's saying all sorts of narcissistic, stupid, illogical, bullcrap stuff and they're eating it up. The kind of thing that would be so over the top that I would actually, or someone who was making fun of them would actually say these outlandish things just to be outrageous and to make a point. But as it turns out, some of the stuff that this bastard was saying was just as outlandish as if you were lampooning his ass. And that there right right there, that would be enough for me to go, what the hell is with this jackass? Hell no, I'm out of here. But if somehow I was dumb enough to fall for that crap, you'd have to. Th there was a point where the guy, these cult guys always find a way to get the people that he suckered or she suckered into following them someplace far away. Someplace off in the desert, someplace far away, my brothers and sisters, now that I've convinced you that the only way to true salvation is by listening to all of my bullcrap that I'm saying, and I realize that I'm becoming more and more outlandish with the crap that I'm saying just to weed out the people that aren't complete idiots, because as I got more crazy, some of you left... But I have 400 of you that are remaining. There are other people left because they're not morons. And you people are dumb bastards. But I do want to say right now that I truly am the only way for you to get true salvation. Now, what I've been doing the last few nights, some people have questioned. Some people have questioned why I, as the leader of this cult, have singled out the most attractive 50 women most of which are already married to somebody and why I've been having lots of unprotected sex with them. I've been not having unprotected sex with them because I am weak and then suffer the, the, the sins of the flesh. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get the wrong idea. Yes, it was incredible getting it on with these really, really smoking hot 20-something women with delicious bodies. But I'm not doing it for my own gratification. I'm doing it because I need, I need you, my brothers, to understand. Don't be angry at me. Don't be angry at me because I got them all pregnant. I got them all pregnant because we need to have my seed, my genetic material move on. And now that I'm bored with banging your wives i've given them all back to you okay i have not given them all back to you i'm just saying i'm giving it all back to you because i found a new crop of dopes to bang me and then when i'm sick of them i'm gonna go back to banging your wives see you follow me so blindly you don't realize i just insulted you anyway we're now going to go off to a compound a compound where I control everything and even people even dumber than you have access to high-powered rifles and will do my bidding. So everybody on the bus, let's go someplace where I have you all alone and I could do whatever the hell I want to you dumb asses because y'all don't have weapons and we do. You think I'd ever let somebody get me someplace, willingly get into a bus and go someplace where I can't get away when I know the person is nuts? Hell no. I mean, come on, man. I mean, even even back to the multi-level marketing thing, how much is how, how much different is that than when you when you got your, your little your relatives trying to get you to buy cupcakes and stuff from your from their stupid kids? 
your neighbor running over to your house trying to get you. My, my little Jimmy needs, he's, he's trying to buy a bike for everybody. And the winner gets a bike, but we need to sell these. I'm sitting there going, hold on a second. The winner gets a bike. The bike costs $200. A box of these cookies costs $27. You mean to tell me the only thing they can come up with is a bike for a prize? Hell no. You know, okay, that's that's, that's not true. I, I, if it's, I usually buy cookies for my neighbors and relatives. I buy a box of those nasty-ass $416 cookies because I'm an idiot just like the rest of you dopes. Don't act like you don't buy those freaking things. It's the kids. So you got to support the punk ass kids. But I'll be honest with you. I got some relatives and I got some neighbors that don't even play that crap. Hey, man, you know, I hate to bother you and everything, but, you know, it's that time again. So I was wondering if you could buy some cookies for my son. Well, buy, buy cookies for me, son. Buy cookies for me, son. Hell no. You know how much them damn cookies cost? A box of chocolate chip cookies costs $38. Are you out your goddamn mind? I could go to the store and buy me a box of bag of chips ahoy with more cookies in them that taste better for five hours. Shit. It'd be different if the cookies taste good, but them cookies your kid was selling don't taste good at all. Shit. I bought them last year this time and I just got the taste in my mouth last Wednesday. Nasty ass cookies. Shit, I'll give you $25 if you get out my goddamn face right now and you sell them cookies to another sucker. Uh, your damn mind gonna come waking me up on Saturday morning trying to sell me some nasty ass cookies. I don't even like your punk ass kid. You ever notice that your kid's the only kid I don't allow in my house to play with my kids? Huh? You think that was a coincidence? So, well, part of the reason is because I know you at some point, if I've let your pulse, you're gonna think we're friends. And because we're friends, you're gonna show up on a Saturday morning like you're doing right now trying to sell me some nasty ass cookies. Well, let me tell you right now. One, I don't like your kid. Two, I don't like you. Three, I don't like your kids' cookies. And four, if you don't get off my porch in about five minutes, them pit bulls that you kept calling the police and complaining about will this time be running the streets on purpose instead of when they dug underneath my gate and tried to kill your entire family. I'm going to admit something to you. They didn't dig underneath the gate. I just sicked them on your damn family. Look at that hole that, the, that allegedly the dogs dug. See how perfectly symmetrical those holes are? Did you notice that exactly the, the hole that was dug under the gate is the same shape as my shovel? Because after those dogs bit your family, I ran out back real quick and dug them damn holes. Maybe I should not be admitting this because I noticed that you're now um, recording me with your phone. And I just want to say for the sake of everything and the sake of the fact that I don't want to have to buy any spend any more money on lawyers that I was just kidding about that. My dogs did in fact dig, dig um out of the gate. And what I said about the symmetrical holes that are exactly the same shape as my shovel? Well, unbeknownst to me, my dogs have been looking at PBS television and have learned how to use shovels. I know they don't have thumbs, but that's why I was so surprised that their dogs, who were definitely not me, were able to use the shovels. Okay, I'm going to buy cookies as long as you, you, you... I will buy the $40 cookies if you will erase that video in front of me. You're not going to... You have me... So I'm basically going to... Because you have that video, I'm going I'm to be buying the damn cookies forever, right? Well, that's better than going to jail. Here's $40. No, just take the $40. I'm going to eat the nasty-ass cookies. Give them to somebody else you don't like. Damn it. Come on. You know what I'm talking about, people. 
So like I said, I was watching that cult thing and I realized, man, sometimes you watch something on TV and you think that it'll apply to you. Crime, you worry about somebody getting hurt in your family, somebody stealing your car, somebody whipping your ass and all of that stuff. You go, oh, my God, that's scary. Oh, my God, that could happen to me. But when I watched that cult special, I didn't feel that crap at all. That crap is never going to happen to me. Not in a million years. So if there's anybody listening to me right now and you thinking about starting a cult, I just want you to know right now, S. Anthony Thomas is too smart and too cool and too together to fall for that crap. Besides, I've already started my own cult. You think this podcast is just me trying to say interesting stories and try to make people laugh? Oh, hell no. You think the Bastard Army is just a nickname my fans and my listeners have given to themselves? Oh, hell no. I've decided to take the name that you've given yourselves and use it for my own bidding. Every last one of you will devote yourself and your life to me. You're damn right. In fact, from now on, I want somebody ask you what your name is. You're going to say your name quickly followed by this phrase. Property of S. Anthony Thomas. You're damn right. What's your name? My name is Kelly. Property of S. Anthony Thomas. Here's my husband. I'm Bill. Property of S. Anthony Thomas. You're damn right. Every last one of you will devote yourselves to me and only me. And when I come to your town, I expect you to come with your life savings. Give it to me. And if you're good looking women, I expect you to be one of my many, many wives. You're damn right. Look at your phone as you listen to this podcast. You're getting very sleepy. Very sleepy. Only thing you can hear is my voice. Say it with me. I am the property of S. Anthony Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Independent life and segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number three hundred of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you once again for your kind words and for your support and for listening for all these years. And I hope we're going to get to do several thousand more. And I want to thank you guys more than you know for being as cool as you have been to me over the years. Uh, for the new people, uh, you may want to listen to the podcast from different places. Uh, I don't know where you're listening to this, but the podcast is everywhere. I'm on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, um, Spotify, MixCloud. Um, it's everywhere. You know, I mean, basically, if there's a place that plays podcasts, I'm on that thing. Uh, if you want to take a look for the podcast, if you want to make it really easy for yourself, all you really have to do. It's just uh, just to uh, Google my name as Anthony Thomas and everything pops up or Google the name of the podcast as Anthony says and everything pops up. My social media platforms, the most the ones I use the most are Twitter and Facebook Uh, on Twitter. There are two. The first one for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. The one for the show is at S. Anthony says on Facebook. If you do a search into the box while you're in Facebook, look for S. Anthony says. And what you'll do is you'll find my verified page. So, you know, that it's actually me. There's a blue circle next to my name. So, you know, that it's actually me. And as it turns out, I am also on Instagram. And of course, all you have to do is look up my name as Anthony Thomas. Please be sure that you will enjoy yourself if you follow anyone or most likely and most 
the best case would be to follow all of them because I'm incredible on all of them. <laughs> yes, I am. The email for me is talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Talk to s Anthony at gmail.com. And uh, it's T-A-L-K-T-O, not the number two, the word to T-O. So it's talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. This has been number 300 and this is the last day of the year, my friends. So just like everybody else, we're going to start the next season because I really don't take breaks. I just do. I just keep on going. I don't like to take breaks in the podcast because I enjoy doing it. So technically, the next season will be starting on uh, January, the, the first uh, weekend, the first Sunday in January. But uh, so we're going to say goodbye to 2017 and hello to 2018. I hope you have a great time. I hope if you hear this on January 1st that you don't have to turn the volume down because you're having a hangover because you got drunk off your ass. But if you did get drunk off your ass, make sure you drive safely or hope you drove safely, you drunk bastard. <laughs> Much love to everybody. I will see you next time in 2018. So I'm going to say goodbye and end this podcast the way I end every podcast. I'm going to do it on the count of three. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know how I do it. And I want you to do it with me. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony.